0: The Will You Grow Show goes live Sundays, 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern. To receive notifications, click the subscribe button beneath this video or visit YouTube's Will You Grow channel to see more shows and videos. And now, here's Will You founder Angelique Meadow with this week's Will You Grow Show.
1: Welcome to the Will You Grow Show. How are you? My name is Angelique, and I'm here to ignite your inner courage to liberate yourself from limitations. I'm the founder of Will You and WillYouGrow.com, an inspirational multimedia company that provides personal growth and joy through education, conversations, and adventures. Our weekly growth shows, like the one you're watching today, begin by tackling touchy subjects that'll tickle your tempestuous thoughts, fan your eternal flame, and salve your soul with hope. Halfway through, we'll take a 60-second look at what people have to say about us, and we'll share any new goodies that we've created just for you. Then we'll go hands-on to talk fun tips and tools to begin implementing today's lesson into your life. Here in the studio with me today are our audio aficionado, Ben. And our video Santa, Bacon (laughs) Neal. This is
0: not a test. Your breakfast is coming back to haunt you.
1: <laughs>
0: Happy Halloween to one and all.
1: Sizzle on, Santa. Sizzle on. <laughs> they are here to make this show happen while sharing their colorful commentary and senses of humor. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Life and Nature, who keep our hearts beating and our world turning. We say thank you to life, nature, and each and every one who helps bring these shows to you. We also thank each and every viewer, and especially those who hit the like, share, and subscribe buttons today. We're grateful that all of you are here. Now, on to today's episode, are you clairvoyant? Have you ever seen flashes of images in your mind that later come true, although it may be opposed to your logic? If so, you may experience a type of intuitive, extrasensory perception called clairvoyance. You might wonder, is clairvoyance intuition? Two weeks ago, we talked about intuition as a source of connection to all information. There are four main types and seven total ways that we're aware of to receive intuitive, extrasensory perception. They are clairsentience which we discussed in our last episode, which is clear feeling, clairvoyance, which we'll discuss today, and clairaudience, claircognizance, and less commonly known, clairgustant, clairalient, and clairtangency. We'll discuss each of these over the following weeks and have live group discussions about our experiences with them every Friday, and I'll share more about that in a bit. So, intuition is important because each type of intuition is a means to receive vital information for survival, health, prosperity, and happiness for ourselves, others, and the world. When we know which forms of intuition are most prominent for us, we can tune into our inner knowingness, into that wisdom and truth. This allows us to sense danger and opportunities— Giving ourselves more peace, vitality, and freedom without requiring other people and things to aid or validate us. So, what is clairvoyance? Clairvoyance is psychic sight, it's a natural ability to be able to receive visual images that can be seen in the mind's eye, but not by the physical eyes. So, it's much like a vision in a daydream, but clairvoyant visions are not wandering. They're purposeful in that they often project truths or outcomes. For example, a visual image might appear in our mind's eye showing a possible outcome for something, or a warning to avoid something, or a truth about something or someone. So, could we be clairvoyant? it's actually a very common form of intuition. As described on Oprah.com, clairvoyants do not need to see a physical image or sketch because they can see images fully in their mind. Clairvoyants may be described as, quote, visual people, unquote, and often use their ability to clearly visualize in their jobs. They might choose to be artists, builders, photographers, decorators, designers, and so forth because they can clearly see an end product when there are no physical results. If this sounds familiar, clairvoyance may be our most dominant intuitive sense. If, on the other hand, you understand an idea best when you see it physically written or sketched out as an image on a computer or on a canvas, you may not be clairvoyant. If you'd like to read more, go to Oprah.com about that specific example. Here are some famous clairvoyants for reference. Nostradamus was a French clairvoyant man from the early 1500s, an astrologer, physician, and the most widely known seer during the Renaissance. He is credited with having predicted the attack on September 11, 2001, a long time after he was alive. (laughs) The rise of Napoleon and Donald Trump, the world wars, and the death of Princess Diana. Edgar Cayce is known as, quote, the sleeping prophet, unquote, because it was during meditative states that he was able to clearly see future events and help people avoid crises. He's called, quote, the father of holistic medicine, unquote, as well, since he learned of holistic remedies and treatments for illnesses, dream interpretation, and reincarnation by means of clairvoyance. Bobby Drennan's work involved the simple exercise of the little understood but normal human ability to perceive aspects of the past, present, and future conditions, also called clairvoyance. He could physically see by means of dreams, spontaneous impressions, deliberate meditation, and the visual perception of auras, which are the energy fields that emanate from all living beings, including humans. So here's my experience. In my experience, clairvoyance is an incredibly powerful form of intuitive information. Like many people who were born with this ability and developed it over time, I began by assuming that what I experienced, everyone experienced. I soon learned that this was not the case. Many people either can't see what I see, or they block out what they see. The clairvoyant insights I've received have sometimes been responded to with disbelief, doubt, or a dismissive response of, everything will be fine. Many adults I knew preferred to turn away from the clairvoyant insights I shared with them about their life. Rather than being thankful that I went out on a limb to share knowledge with them or that I cared enough about them to take time to share, they chose to slough it off and instead received life's consequences, which were often quite challenging. However, their inability to see and accept the clairvoyant information I shared didn't make what I saw any less real or true. Admittedly, it can be difficult for me to watch people turn away from truth, but if God gives them the free will to choose to turn away, so do I, without judgment or criticism. I'll share a couple examples of clairvoyant visions I've received in my years When I was around 13 years old, I got a clairvoyant visual flash of an image of a short stretch of road by my grandmother's house. At the time that I had gotten this flash, I was away from my family, babysitting a child more than 200 miles away from my grandmother's house. I could see everything along that stretch of road in my mind's eye, as if I was standing there and it lie in front of me. I was awake at the time that this happened. The weather was somewhat sunny on that vi- in that vision, with a slight breeze, and there on that road by my grandmother's mailbox was my precious orange kitty named Pumpkin. Unfortunately, he had been run over by a vehicle, and I saw that there was no chance of saving him; that he was gone. So I said an internal "Thank you for letting me know. I love you, Pumpkin." I knew that this visual and experience was real, and I needed no confirmation from adults. At that time, there were no cell phones, and I had a pre arranged call with my father once a week, which happened to be the next morning. When we spoke, he began by saying, quote, Annie, that's what he used to call me, I have something to tell you. And I said, I know, Dad. Pumpkin got run over by the mailbox. And he said, Did your mother tell you? Although, logically, he knew that we have calls once a week, and I hadn't spoken with my family since the week prior. No, I replied. I got a picture in my mind, and I saw what happened. This began a small shift in my father's acceptance of my clairvoyance when previous attempts of sharing were dismissed. In another example, when I was maybe 21 years old, I was riding in the passenger side of a car on my way to a friend's wedding rehearsal. My boyfriend of six years was driving us down a four-lane road, two lanes in each direction, and we were in the inside lane. I got a clairvoyant visual flash of the car ahead of us slamming on the brakes and us rear-ending that vehicle. Change lanes, I said, and he didn't react. Change lanes, I said. Why? He asked And then the car ahead of us slammed on the brakes and we re rented the car. We broke up shortly thereafter. The third example was into my adulthood. Since I was young, I could always visualize structures, homes, businesses, any kind of building. In my later years, I turned this into a business. So for 20 years, I worked with couples to remodel their homes. I also worked with businesses to create uh, beautiful buildings for them. I was the only person in a team of the clients, the builder, and all the subcontractors who knew what it was going to look like in the end. In some instances, we had plans, and in some instances, we did not. So people had to have faith in my ability to have this vision and see it through in a way that they were going to be pleased with. So you might ask, what are the results from all these wonderful efforts? They always exceeded clients' expectations, and they're extremely happy. As a matter of fact, one of my most favorite clients in the world, who I did two houses for them, was a world traveler. And the man of the house, afterwards, as he sat in his comfortable chair, (laughs) said to me, this is the favorite house I've ever had. (laughs) That is really meaningful. So my ability to pick up on their needs and their unconstructed uh, desires, (laughs) so to speak, as well as the capabilities of a home and be able to have them come together with a vision was all done through clairvoyance. So it's a very helpful skill to be able to have, although it's not always easy to explain. So we might ask ourselves, why would we ignore clairvoyant truth? Well, we might ignore clairvoyant truth if we feel inherently afraid of losing control. We may be in our limited mindset, irrespective of intuitive guidance, and actually think that we are in control and know everything. We might also feel afraid of the vast capability to know anything and the sheer vastness of the amount of information available. And we might be afraid of whatever we may need to change once we see the truth. However, these visual flashes are common and can appear to anyone at any time. Just Think back to yourself. Might there have been a time when you were driving up to a stop sign and you felt, oh, I need to put on the brakes sooner, and then a dog ran in front of you? Things like that, those are clairvoyant truths. If you see images, but they're not in your eye, physical eye, they're in your mind's eye or what's called the third eye, you can see them completely as if they are real. You are clairvoyant. So again, fear is what keeps us stuck, holding back from clairvoyant intuition. Maybe no one we know talks about intuition or intuitive guidance, and maybe we're afraid of being different. Maybe we spend our days in jobs where people talk about ways to make money by tricking people. Maybe we spend our nights at bars where people talk gibberish that they don't even remember in the morning, and really, it wasn't worth talking about or remembering anyway. Maybe home life is a drag. Well, if we're focused on those things, instead of focusing on our curiosity about the real, interesting, limitless truth available to us through intuition, well, we'll be stuck. So here's when I'm going to ignite your inner courage. I'm going to ask you a question. If this is you, are you bored yet? I'm going to diverge for a brief moment, and please hear whatever circumstances just apply to you, regardless of your gender. So, guys, are we truly fascinated by being the big fish in the small pond at work and at the bar? Is that really as high as we're going to set our standards? What if we're actually a marlin or a whale trying to fit in with a school of koi? At what point will we see that we're just trying to be the best of something that we never were to begin with? I worked as a bartender for a while, and it taught me a lot about people. There were guys who came in every night, and they told the same story, and got drunk, needed a cab, and had no money and no family and no friends to give them a ride. Now, no one plans to be that guy. It happens one choice at a time. Maybe we're not that guy, but could we make better choices? Ladies, have we idolized our titles and togetherness, thereby tolerating stagnancy and addiction? Haven't we learned by experience that we cannot look to others or structure or sameness or money to save us? has leaning on wine and whatever zapped our health and bloated our bodies to the point that we don't even like ourselves? I know women who stay in that state of being and slowly die from the inside out until they become like an empty shell. No oyster, no pearl. As Gandhi said, we must be the change we wish to see in the world we can't all just talk about how great it would be if everyone around us would stop impairing themselves with drugs, alcohol, food, phones, video games, and other distractions. If we actually want to be real and honest and connect with other real, honest people, animals, intuitive information, etc., someone has to do it. (laughs) And that someone is me and a lot of other someones. The question is, will you? Intuitive clairvoyance and information is available to each of us. The wise visions available to us by means of the Holy Spirit and God within us need to be uncovered, honored, and cherished. We can ignore it, stuff it, deny it, get angry about it. We can believe we're not worthy to experience it, or in some other way, we can simply turn away from intuition and information. Question is, Will we turn away from our own clairvoyance? We may be afraid of knowing the truth because it may require us to change, and we may not fit in with the people who we are currently surrounding ourselves with. We may be afraid of knowing the truth because it may upset our idea of being right, or some other reason. Will we choose fear or intuition? If we regularly experience fear, anxiety, pain, dread, depression, suicidal thoughts, or other limitations to our happiness, it is likely that we are not using intuition or clairvoyance to connect to the unlimited source of all information. If we were, we could receive the answers needed so we may break free of those unhappy sources of suffering. When we are connected to all truth via any or all the sources of intuition that we've been talking about and will talk about, we live in the expansive possibilities of learning an infinite perception of ourself and life. This type of open vision and perception allows us to see and be in meaningful and joyful ways. So why develop our clairvoyance? Well, clairvoyance brings us real, vital information— not complaining, bragging, whining, or otherwise wasting our time. It might forewarn us of a car accident that could kill us. It could forewarn us of a dangerous situation with a controlling possessive lover who means us harm, or it may give us some advance warning before the death of someone dear to us. It can also inspire us. To take positive action or do something or say something that could lead to a wonderful, joyful, meaningful experience. So why wouldn't we want to listen to that? It also can give us the most real, powerful edge to know what is and what will happen. So is it possible to hone our clairvoyance to access more information? I have found that with practice, yes, it is possible to hone our clairvoyance and other forms of intuition even amidst uncertainty, chaos, and external circumstances. In the beginning, it can be challenging since being disconnected from intuition is a habit that needs to be broken just like any other addiction. And that's the way we need to treat disconnection, like a bad habit that kills our satisfaction, peace, happiness and connection to ourself, others, and everything. So here are 16 ways to explore and develop your clairvoyance, although there are probably hundreds more. Find the one that's best for you. Number one, pay attention to the images you're receiving. Most people receive clairvoyant insights that they simply discount or ignore as nothing. Two, Notice how the visuals make you feel at the time you receive them. Not after you think or imagine about them. So immediately when you get the image, does it feel honest, powerful, true? Now this has to be the image. How does it feel before you begin doubting yourself? Number three, track the images you receive and write them down. Then watch to see if the images come true. Number four. Remember that life is fluid, so reality can change. Very rarely we may receive a true clairvoyant message then something changes in life and so the outcome and the vision does not come to fruition or it does not match. Number five, practice makes confidence. Keep exploring and noticing what you notice. Allow yourself to be inwardly pleased about your choice to learn. Number six, Develop other forms of intuition. By using many forms together, it is validating and solidifying, providing even more details and greater accuracy. For example, the example I used earlier, maybe you're driving down the road and you have this flash that there's going to be a dog that's going to run in front of you, so you slow down on the brakes. Was there another form of intuition that went with that? For example, when you saw the dog run across the road Did you have a feeling like, oh, I need to stop? That wasn't fear. It was just, oh, I need to stop. Notice what other forms. Did you hear the sound of you stepping on the brake and what your car sounds like when it slows down? Just be aware of what you're noticing. What other kinds of intuition can go along with that vision? Number seven, limit or don't consume blockers. Blockers are alcohol, drugs, unhealthy foods, or spending time in low-vibe environments. These limit or block our ability to receive. Number eight, take care of ourselves in general. The healthier, happier, and less stressed we are, the more open we are to new information. Number nine, trust that we are cared for, protected, and it's okay regardless of what information we receive. Number 10. Ask inwardly before sharing any clairvoyant information with others. At times, the information received is just for you. And people may not be at all ready or willing to hear what you have to say. Number 11. Accept that other people may not understand. And drop the complex about it. To use an everyday example, if you're a high-end accountant, engineer, graphic artist, or builder, you don't expect people to understand the technicalities of your work, do you? Then stop seeking validation about your intuitive gifts as well. Number twelve, know, respect, and fulfill the highest purpose of the information. Like any tool, intuitive gifts may be used to spread education or destruction. Choose well because secrets are temporary and consequences cannot be avoided. Number thirteen, don't try. Although this may sound counterintuitive, trying is born from a fear of not being capable. Instead of trying, simply allow yourself to freely receive intuitive information without fear or criticism. Number 14. Affirm. Affirm this with me. I release, I release all fears and, fears and limitations, limitations about my, my gifts, gifts and futures. futures. Yes. Number 15. Meditate. Because most meditative visions are clairvoyant. Number 16. Spend time in nature, not thinking because animals and plants often communicate by means of clairvoyant pictures, so we can practice there. Support for learning and live Zoom meetings are available for us every Friday. There are lots more tips, such as breathing, nutrition, exercise, sleep, self-care, etc. And there's a whole lot of great information available about the topics of clairvoyance and intuition. Doing this alone can be challenging. So join us for live support via Zoom every Friday from noon to 1 Eastern time. We'll meet to share the intuitive experiences and questions we encountered during the week as we applied the tips to hone our intuition. Now, if you're the kind of person who thinks they're opposed to group learning, I urge you to join anyway. The lessons you will learn by listening to the exploration and experiences of others will be invaluable to you. This is a conversation you usually cannot have directly with most other people. So this is a great place to be able to learn. Also, it's a place that's free of judgment, criticism, and bullying. So you are free to experience and share without fear. And group meetings are much less expensive than one-on-one mentoring. And I'll be there to lead the meetings and give you extra tips and tools, making sure that no one's storytelling takes over the meeting. I'll also make sure we can stay on task and spur you on to grow. To register, click Group Growth via Zoom and donate $30 or more per month to attend all meetings. For as long as you would like and for as often as you wish. And you may cancel at any time. So get registered and get on the ball. Just go to the description box and click Group Growth via Zoom. I also recommend reading Laura Day's book titled Practical Intuition. It's the first book I used as I began developing my intuitive abilities in the 20s, and it's helped me tremendously. It's easy to read, and it has fun exercises. So to buy this book, you can find it in a link in our description box. So will you hone your clairvoyance? We'll take a 60-second break to turn it over to you to consider when we come back We'll hear what the crew has to say about today's topic and talk tips and tools to be more clairvoyant by means of mother nature.
0: The Will You Grow Show will now take 60 seconds to check in with you. If you're wondering how to apply a grow show topic to your life, here's what people say about mentoring with Angelique.
1: One of Angelique's gifts is first of all, to be in so in touch with herself and with nature that um, she can see what truth is that I think maybe can escape people at times. She looks right through you and sees what's inside of you.
0: I think she just sensed that I was very uptight with uh, my emotions and she's been able to guide me and help me know those emotions
1: this is your girl Um, (laughs) self-care is not selfish if you really want to dig deep and stop living on the surface then schedule a conversation with Angelique
0: introducing something new from will you grow the group grow show discussion join Angelique each Friday at noon Eastern time to discuss your questions about the show topics and ways to apply the tips To register just go to the description box then click the link for group grow give your gift of thirty dollars per month or more and we'll email you a thank you along with a link to join the friday meetings we look forward to seeing you at the new group grow show discussion if you'd like to buy the book angelique described in today's show it's available to purchase by following the link in the description box By purchasing through that link, you will be supporting your own learning, the publisher, and will you. Just click the link in the description box to buy your book about practical intuition.
1: All right, welcome back. And now let's hear what the crew has to say about today's topic.
0: I feel naked without my bacon bin.
1: (laughs) Sizzling, sizzling, sizzling. I can hear it calling me right
0: (laughs) now. Uh, I'm going to come at this from an honest point of view.
1: Ooh, I love that.
0: Because, and I think I'm probably speaking for many people who never thought of of clairvoyance as a natural thing. They thought of it as a supernatural thing. A thing that you were gifted with at the beginning of your life, not something that you can learn. So what you said here today is very Interesting to someone who's never thought of it like that at all. I've had, like everyone else, I've had little sparks of visions, and who, and like you said, that is clairvoyance, like of the vision of oh, slow, gotta slow down, or I need to stop or pull over here, and then something happens while I'm driving ahead of me. But I've always thought about it, and you can blame movies, you can blame whatever. For planting that seed that clairvoyance is a supernatural thing or a thing you get in, if you're involved in some sort of accident. So thank you, Stephen King, for, <laughs> who, who, uses, who actually uses clairvoyance in many of his, his books. So I'm, I'm wondering if he is naturally clairvoyant, if that's something he's ever considered or looked into. So I'm coming at it from that perspective. So, the 16 tools I have to do obviously better at really focusing on and trying to hone and get in touch with that. And it's not going to be easy.
1: Maybe it is. Maybe it
0: will be. I don't know until I try it. Until I (laughs) not try it, until I do it.
1: What a, and do we remember? Yeah, do we remember what the two things are we need to uh, remember when we are feeling like we're trying, or when we feel like we're afraid to receive the information? Oh, uh, well, obviously. It, rather than try, we allow allow it without two things. What we allow it without doing two things to ourselves. We allow it, which means we do not. Fear the and we information, yes. and we do not criticize ourselves for what we receive.
0: That's. And to me, I never thought of it as fear, but I guess that's exactly what it is. It's fear of contr- losing control. The like when you were talking about lack of control.
1: Hey, that's beautiful right there. Now that's some real insight. So now that you know that. What kind of inner work could you do to help yourself to not feel like you need to have control?
0: Uh, uh, the meditation.
1: Meditation.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I being you know self employed and working at home, I have all the time in the world to sit in a quiet place mm-hmm. and self reflect mm-hmm. and think about it.
1: Nice. All right. So now we're going to get to accountability time. Oh yeah. What would you be willing to and what are you willing to, yeah? What are you willing to commit to when it comes to meditation between this week and next week to see what you see?
0: Uh, I've got a nice dark room in my house. I can go in there and sit, eyes closed, and just and it doesn't have. You don't have. You do it as long as you want to, right? Do it for five minutes, you can do it for an hour, whatever is mm-hmm. more comfortable for you so but no music or no music or whatever is easier on you
1: what do you you... can practice because everyone's different everyone's day for me i don't want anything else going on around me because that's why one of the reasons we close our eyes because Mm. we don't want our senses involved once our sense physical physical senses are involved then we're concentrating on the body hearing sight smell taste touch all that so we want to we want to cultivate the inner vision, which is pulled back from those senses. So you can decide, it. you can try it. Yeah. One day with the music, you can try it one day without it. What are you willing to commit to um, time-wise in your um, practice? Like each day oh. for five minutes, uh, something like that, or what, what? What would you be willing to? Commit Let, to.
0: Let's start off that way. I mean I'll start off five minutes. Five minutes each day.
1: Five minutes. Yeah. And then jot down, just take a little journal when you're done. Okay? Yep. To notice what you noticed. Okay. There is no judgment again. This is judgment. not a this is not a perfectionism no. thing. Like you have to get 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 it right there is no get it right there's a learning process for each person and it's different for each person so we just want excellence which means when you commit to something that you actually follow through and do it sound good
0: and wouldn't it be interesting I'm during that meditative process if i thought about past things and
1: we can talk about meditation and what comes up and yeah. why later But the important part is to start the practice. Yes, yes. Sometimes we start to, like you're saying, oh boy, I'm willing to, I'm going to be committing to doing something. Now I'm going to project all the things that might happen. Okay. Rather than projecting what might happen, Mm -hmm. which is actually fear and control. Mm -hmm. Are you willing to five minutes each day, which is seven times since we see each other next time that you're going to just sit down and just see what you see, like going to a new country.
0: This is part of the, this is the grow part,
1: which is what this is all about. (laughs) Sweet! Nice. I'm an old dog,
0: so you're teaching (laughs) an old dog a new trick.
1: Actually, you're teaching yourself.
0: Yes, you are.
1: Proud of you. All right. Okay, Mr. Ben, what do you have to say about today's topic?
2: I just thought of this uh, like five minutes ago. I remember the story that my mom tells from, I think, when she was a teenager. Uh, years ago, I wasn't born. She was driving a car on the interstate here in Knoxville and saw a vision of basically this huge uh, piece of wood, like plywood off a truck, come through the uh, windshield towards her straight at her face. And so she kept driving and... Um, came upon this truck that was in the left lane in front of her that had a big trailer full of construction materials and so she was like oh man and you know it felt weird and got over and sure enough like right as she pulled over some the exact you know looking piece of wood that she saw in the before that happened and you know her car wasn't there thankfully because she had moved it so there you go that's an example i don't think she would have described it the same way i think she probably would have understood that as some sort of religious uh, message or something, but uh, seems very similar to what you described mm. uh, with the car accident. So that maybe took a while for me to spool and think of that, but I remember sh- her telling me that story um, a few times. I've heard it a few times, and it's always the same way and very similar to what you described also. Um, and then for me, I've never really had anything that visceral. Um, Yet. <laughs> yet, um, The only thing I can really equate to that is uh, the feeling of deja vu, which I think everyone has had deja vu, so if you can't place, you know, if all this sounds totally alien, I think that sort of is a similar thing, That's that would be the only way, or one of the ways that I would explain it, mm-hmm. um, even before hearing today, but now it's definitely shifted my thoughts of like, oh, well maybe I... And more visually uh, in tune than I would have thought. Does that make sense?
0: I think, like you were saying, I think we most of us are. We just choose not to. We let the fear come in and we brush it off. And we say, oh, that's just it's coincidence. Too many times I think people say, oh, that's just coincidence.
2: Uh, even taking the five minutes, like what you're saying, um, if I did have that feeling again or feel like um, I'm receiving information I could just stop whatever you know I I think all of us in our busy days it's very easy to just ignore that because that's it's almost like well that's just another thing I don't want to unravel that I don't want to unpack this right now (laughs) you know stuff it back down Yep,
0: (laughs) repress it yeah, so um,
2: that would be, I guess, moving forward. Um, I would allow that to happen and be more open to it um, instead of dismissing it as, well, that's just me distracting myself mm-hmm. you know, or, or whatever I say about it.
1: Cool, so that was one of the tips, which is awareness, being yeah. aware yeah. of the, the visions that we are receiving, yeah. paying, making note of them, paying attention, and remembering them rather than sloughing them off cool is that something that you're willing to do for these seven days before next week
2: yes okay um with (laughs) a caveat there's definitely uh (laughs) i can very clearly so you mentioned seeing the past or living in the past Um, and oftentimes the (laughs) visions that hit me uh, you know, during the day that I ignore is uh, I have a really good memory and so <laughs> embarrassing moments or like bad moments
1: oh. let's talk about that a minute what's, what's the difference between a I memory and a clairvoyant vision from uh, what we talked about today what tips did I give you what's the difference between a memory what goes along with a memory that does not go along with a clairvoyant vision emotion.
2: So the embarrassment. Or
1: guilt or right. It's clear. It's clean. It is truthful. It is honest. It is powerful. It is it feels different. So I am clear sentient as well. So clear feeling. So everyone has that too, but to different extents. So I don't know how much you will feel that or not feel that, but there is a distinct difference. The same way as people say, how can you tell the difference between fear and intuition? same thing when you get intuitive information it feels different it's why they call it the still small voice it feels different it's peaceful it's truthful it's like it feels like when you listen to a fact x percent of blah 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 does x it just feels like these are the facts man there's no charge there's no drama there's no worry there's no doubt there's no concern there's no but that remember that that is gonna that feeling is captured and available for you with the intuitive flash with that clairvoyance the minute you start thinking about it all that doubt fear hesitation worry wonder ignore it stuff it push it down all that comes out so it's important to notice what you notice about the initial flash that is the truth part
0: That makes sense. That makes perfect sense. Yeah.
2: And so it's taking the time afterwards is not sitting there analyzing
0: it. Yeah. Exactly. Don't don't dissect it and have it make perfect sense, because it might not.
1: It's not going to make sense, because it's not logical. That's exactly
2: right. Yeah. I would also have to uh, cease some some
0: blockers (laughs) (laughs) well yes I just I just wore a blocker
1: (laughs) 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 take
2: take your five minutes in the morning
1: (laughs) pre-coffee yes pre-coffee and bacon yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so in your example I love that you are open and willing but now in order to actually become accountable one must give themselves a Goal, you know, or like something to work towards. So Neil committed to five minutes every morning to meditating. You would you said that you would like to commit to awareness. How would you like to commit to awareness this week?
2: I could take a note of any time I do feel like I have. Um, I don't want to say vision because I don't I don't know that um, for me, that's what whatever. would ever take the form of, but um, yeah, I need to actually take note of, oh, well I felt this way at this point and at this point, you know, and write down what it is and then see if that thing is connected to something that happens during the week. Does that make sense?
1: Yes. No. the next cool step in that process, now that you've determined how you want to apply it, is what do you need to do in order to enable yourself to do it? Like you just said you needed to, uh, to write it down. Do you have a notebook that you would be willing to dedicate to something like that?
2: Folder. In folder. folder.
1: In your phone. I love it. So it's with you all the time. Easy to do. This oh, is a like good thing. Siri. That's right. a good idea. Okay. So very cool. Um, now, you said you're going to need to be aware or note when these things happen. You did mention something about blockers. I am not in- encouraging you saying to, that you should do something. However, block, block, does it block. do those things inhibit your ability to note intuitive hits? Awareness? Does it block your ability? So what would you be willing to commit to even if it's like what a small step? What would be a small step that you could take that would just give you a certain number of hours to be aware
2: I would just do a day. A day. I'm not gonna drink a beer. Okay.
1: <laughs> day. A day. That's cool. Hey, that's a that's I'm, a step. Yeah. Yeah. That's a step. So. Okay. That's that's awesome. Yeah. Which day would you like to commit to?
2: I will do Monday.
1: Monday. Nice. Okay. All day Monday. Is that a twenty four hour period? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Ish, yeah, give or take a couple hours.
1: Choose choose your hours so that you can be <laughs> it to yourself. Choose choose your hours. It'll
2: be like so Monday morning, like you know, or like uh, Sunday night when I fall asleep to Monday night when I fall asleep.
1: Okay, Does that makes oh, yep. there you go. Yep. So like, yeah. yeah. That's 24 hours. Good. That's I like yeah, it. But you see, the reason that we're doing this and I'm walking step by step by step with you is because when we don't do this for ourselves, this is where we fall off our own apple cart.
2: Yep. Yeah. Yep.
1: We got to make sure we walk it all the way through to be able to
2: yeah. be I think that's the razor blade. Like, I can already tell of if- because if you're... That's my thing. I don't, I don't want to actively be trying to do it. Because it seems like that would just be a waste of time. Yeah, um, you're right. So my thing would be like... How how am I just...
1: Allowing? I, I'm tra- yeah, I'm recognizing <laughs> the stuff where I'm not allowing it.
2: And yeah. trying to eliminate that.
0: So it makes sense.
1: Woo-woo! So yes, so it makes it, sense! So
0: where it becomes part of you. Natural part of you. Something that you do It every already day. is. Yes. It just already is. allow it to...
1: And be aware. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Allowance and awareness is key, man. Mm. That'll, that'll take you to the moon and back and beyond. Yep. And another small comment about what you said that it was, a, we thought it was a superpower mm. and allowed for only some people. It is a superpower. However, yes. it is given to all of us. It's whether or not we allow it, stuff it down, yes. numb it out, block it. Ignore it, control it, defy it, or not. Nice. Great job, guys. We're going to be excited to hear about your experiences when we come back next week. And now, it's metaphysical tool time. Today's tools consist of a stone, animal and a flower. And, as always, the information included is for educational and entertainment purposes only and are not a substitute for medical advice. As always, you are fully responsible for your choices. We do not encourage the worship of any healing tool mentioned in this or any video. We encourage everyone to appreciate the divinity within everything. So, let's begin with today's stone. Ben, what can you share with us about the Herkimer Diamond?
2: The following information is from thecrystalcouncil.com. Science and Origin of Herkimer Quartz Diamond The Herkimer Quartz is a type of quartz found in Herkimer, New York. It was discovered in the 18th century when workmen were cutting stone in the Mohawk River Valley, and it's estimated to be over 500 million years old. It's used to enhance and amplify your spiritual energy while also ascending you to your highest spiritual vibration. Herkimer Diamond is a very high vibrational stone that has become commonly referred to as the Stone of Attunement. Its energies work to put you at ease while in uncomfortable situations and will guide you in the right direction in tough situations. When using the stone in meditation, it assists in attuning the astral realm to the physical realm. Due to their high frequency, Herkimer Diamonds can raise your telepathic abilities increase clairvoyant and clairaudient abilities, and tune your third eye and crown chakras. High vibrational currents run through the diamond, allowing it to aid in psychical healing. Simply placing a Herkimer Quartz on a sore body part will alleviate some of the pain within minutes. Light passes through the body, combating any strain along the way. Being Quartz, Herkimer diamonds work extremely well in amplifying the properties of other stones. For example, it enhances the transformational properties of the Moldavite stone, and is a great benefit when working to open the third eye.
1: Oh, now that is a fascinating stone. And our healing animal is the Peregrine Falcon. Neil, would you share with us about the Peregrine Falcon and its pertinence to today's topic?
0: The following information is from allaboutbirds.org. First of all, the Peregrine Falcon is the fastest animal in the world with a dive clocked at 240 miles an hour. Wow. Like the arrival of clairvoyance vision, the falcon and information can drop into our mind at mock speed with an instant flash of wisdom. It is found in the Arctic tundra of North America to Greenland and migrates to wintering grounds in Central and South America. Look for peregrine falcons perching or nesting on skyscrapers, water towers, cliffs, power pylons, and other tall structures. If a mud flat full of shorebirds and ducks suddenly erupts from the ground, scan the skies. A peregrine, or merlin, is probably in the area. Peregrines can be seen all over North America, but they are more common along coasts. Peregrine falcons catch medium-sized birds in the air with swift, spectacular dives called stoops. In cities, they are masterful at catching pigeons. Elsewhere, they feed especially on shorebirds and ducks. They often sit on high perches, waiting for the right opportunity to make their aerial (laughs) assaults.
1: And we have a little peregrine falcon here visiting with us. I love how intuition sends the perfect messages for me at the perfect time. I got this card from a lovely friend this last week. How perfect is it for today's Today's opportunity to talk about intuitive guidance. And today's flower is the orchid. The following information is from the website spiritoftransformation.com. Orchids are known for their fragrance and are widely used in perfumes and aromatherapy. Vanilla extract, a commonly used flavor enhancer in sweets and baked goods, is actually derived from the vanilla orchid plant. The orchid has medicinal applications as well. In China, the orchid has been cultivated for thousands of years and it is used as a natural remedy for coughs, diseases of the kidney, lung, stomach, and eye. Orchids are also believed to be powerful aphrodisiacs and many cultures including Greece and China eat the bulbs for this purpose. Orchid symbolism and colors include that although orchids have a reputation for being symbols of fertility and elegance. Different colored orchids have a diverse range of symbolism. White orchids symbolize innocence and purity, as well as elegance and reverence, which are perfect characteristics to help us cultivate clairvoyance. Speaking of character traits, Confucius admired the orchid and wrote many poems regarding the exotic flower and compared them to the character of noble scholars. Orchids were the topic of many of his philosophical and literary works and formed the basis of his moral teachings. He wrote, quote, The orchids grow in the woods, and they let out their fragrance, even if there is no one around to appreciate it. Likewise, men and women, I put that part in, of noble character will not let poverty deter their will to be guided by high principles and morals. Thank you, Confucius. So, to sum things up, if we want to become more clairvoyant, we can open up and allow more intuitive information to flow to us by not caring what other people think, taking good care of ourselves, spending time in nature, meditating, wearing a Herkimer diamond, watching a documentary about falcons, and enjoying an orchid. So, what say ye? Share your comments and feelings in the comments section so we may learn to get more connected together. As always, we thank you for watching and sharing time with us. If you liked today's show, we'd be honored if you'd hit the like button and let us know that you like what we're doing. And hit the subscribe button and the bell to receive all new shows. And hit the share button to share this message with people you care about. We ask for these things because each time that you like, subscribe, or share to our videos, they become more visible via YouTube, which allows more new people to find and watch our videos and receive inspiration and tools for their healing. Your likes, your shares, they support healing and connection, and that's what we're all about. And to receive free goodies from us, See our other YouTube channels, buy Laura's book, and get registered to meet us on Fridays. Check out our description box. If you'd like some personal one-on-one support, schedule your complimentary conversation with me by clicking the link in the description box or go to willyougrow.com to learn more. And I'll look forward to speaking with you all soon. And for now, we bid you adieu. Take excellent care of your fine self, and we look forward to seeing you next week always with love I send to you. From Angelique. Yay! Very nice. Good job, guys. Don't steal, good job, good job. Don't steal your kid's candy. Don't steal your kid's
0: candy. If you'd like to buy the book Angelique described in today's show, it's available to purchase by following the link in the description box. By purchasing through that link, you will be supporting your own learning, the publisher, and will you? Just click the link in the description box to buy your book about practical intuition. For more information about programs offered by Will You, mentoring with Angelique, and to watch video success stories from clients, explore WillYouGrow.com. If you or your company are interested in inspiring our mutual audience by sponsoring this or another of our programs, let's talk about it. Boost viewer confidence and trust in your company. Call 1-833-WILL-YOU, then press extension number 6. Make sure to click the subscribe
1: button to get reminders before upcoming shows.